Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, got a light. <laughs> all right, Mike Dell. Yeah, Larry, here. two references to the Twin Peaks right out of the gate. Uh, we, we just got done watching uh, parts seven and eight of Twin Peaks season three, and we'll discuss them later in the show. But I've got to tell you, Larry, you know, I haven't been a fan of this season to this point, at least yep. the last, like, four episodes I haven't really enjoyed. But the one great thing about those four episodes, the refreshing lack of the nine-inch nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when did they get the on the front of the band? <laughs> well, did you look at that one page where they have the credits and stuff? Or I think it's on that web page, but it says uh, Trent Reznor, the, in quotes, Nine Inch Nails. Right. Yeah, so I don't I understand. Don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is what Jake and I, this is what started our conversation today, because I, like, I messaged him on Facebook, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? An entire <laughs> Nine Inch Nails song. It wasn't even at the end of the show, like where he normally puts a song it was like a smack dab in the middle in an entire <laughs> song. It was like uh, Stranger Things when they sang the never-ending story. Like, just one <laughs> verse would have been fine. Like, it's already bad enough. Yeah. God damn. I'd go without the one verse. Just not even have him on the show. That'd be better. No. There you go. Well, you we'll know, get into that later, Larry, in the Twin Peaks talk. All right. But for now, right. I know you have a big uh-huh. show planned. I got nothing planned, dude. Nothing. Right. Yeah. Man, nothing at all. Cause I, uh, I was going I to try to come up with some idea for like a top 11 list yeah. or something to carry this first hour of the show, the A and B blocks, as we like to call it. And, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Why don't we bring Tuffy on? Because, you know, we don't talk to Tuffy that much. 
<laughs> we don't. Like, the last few weeks. Every week. like, oh, yeah, he I guess. was on last week, yeah. and he was only on for a few minutes and shit. All right, well, let's bring Tuffy on. I'm bringing him Tuffy, on anyway. Come on? I, don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Tuffy! Hello. There he is. What's Tuffy? up, man? Not much, just busting even more gems. Hey, yeah, we were talking about that uh, before we got on yeah, the line here. Yeah, what did you say, Mike, though? When you get to the premium <laughs> tour and you get to the end, what do you get? Yeah, we're talking WWE champions, for those who don't know. But, but Tuffy, are you doing that new Blitz? No. Okay, see, see the point of this new Blitz, there's a normal mode and then there's a hell mode, or a premium mode, normal and premium. The premium mode, yeah. it requires 1,000 premium Blitz tickets. Now, yeah. you can either purchase those Blitz tickets... Or you can do the normal mode, which has four matches you got to win. And at the fourth match, you get a, a bag with between 20 and 100 premium Blitz tickets. So oh. in theory, you have a minimum 10 of those Blitzes, but you're not getting 100 Blitz tickets every bag. So you might as well figure about – you're going to have to do about 20 of those Blitzes just to do one premium Blitz. And then the premium Blitz has two matches, and each match you get a gold bag. And all it says when you click on it to see what's in the gold bag, it says, amazing rewards to improve your roster. <laughs> they don't even tell you what they are. So, I mean, I can go through that blitz pretty quick because I got the Macho Man and it's just one turn. And, like, they don't even get a turn and I just get rid of them. So I was doing them when I was watching Twin Peaks. And I did about five or six, it seemed. And I looked to see how many blitz tickets I have. I still only have, like, 370 premium blitz tickets. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm not doing this <laughs> But I really want to know what those rewards are because I, I guarantee you open up that gold bag, it's like a cane mask or a couple of wrenches. Yeah, well, maybe it's two cane masks, though. <laughs> but Yeah, so I'm curious what's in those bags, but I'm not going to find out because I'm not fucking doing 20 of those blitzes. Screw it. I have 660 of those blue tickets. How did you get 660? <laughs> I got them on... They had they had some tours up earlier that I guess they've taken down since. It was for uh, like, like some kind up. of. Sh- I I don't know, but I played them while they were up. So I you know <laughs> one of them one of them was rated R Superstar Edge and one of them was an Attitude uh, Era guy. So I was able to like you know play the Hell modes on on both of those and shit. So I got bags on there where I got them blue things and I'm like, what the fuck do oh, I do okay. with these? I don't even know what the fuck this is. Yeah, and then I saw screwed. it and I'm like, oh. Fuck that shit. Yeah, if they took it down already, they probably screwed up. They didn't mean to put it up there. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> do we do it or do we or are we gonna ignore it? The elephant in the room. There's an elephant in the room? Yeah. yeah. The motherfucking oh. straps. Are we gonna get into this oh. or are we gonna <laughs> just ignore it like it's never happened? <laughs> <laughs> WWE champions has added titles uh to the game. And it's very convoluted, very confusing. <laughs> I don't know. T- Tuffy, are you doing anything with the championship belts? Uh, I equipped like one or two of them, but I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. I I put one, and all they're doing is just throwing all these cheap, worthless belts at you instead of health packs or training points. You're getting all this other crap you don't want. And uh, I put a belt on Macho Man, and um. I know I know how to do everything, but it's just so annoying. It's just so confusing, and they have all these different medals you attach to the belts, and then you got to upgrade all the medals, and you can up fortify the belts, 
and only certain belts can go on certain wrestlers, and only certain medals can go on certain wrestlers' belts. It's fucked up. And you can only have you can only have a certain number of total belts. Yes. So then you have to go even and more sell confusing. those to open up your inventory. Plus, the the currency you get from selling the belts, you can use to fortify your existing belts. But each each of those belts you sell, like the cheap ones, are worth like a hundred of that currency of those coins. And you need like fifteen hundred of those coins to fortify the belt for the first level. Then you need three thousand the next time. So you have to sell at least fifteen belts to get to the first port. But you can only sell belts one at a time. You can't sell them. So it takes fucking forever. It's uh, yeah, scopely. Good times. Yeah, I'm, I haven't even attempted to do anything with it other than like I fight the tours where I can win this shit. But I got I got like seventy rewards I can't claim because I don't have any room in my inventory and I'm like fuck this bullshit <laughs> I ain't doing nothing with that strap now here's a stupid question yeah. when you put a strap on a guy uh-huh. or a girl um when you wrestle like you know when you when you go into a match or whatever do they have a belt on when they come out nope oh uh, alright yeah. It just gives you like that you can, can be... get different bonuses like uh, extra gem gem damage, extra gem defense, and and, and the percentage you get it's like you know two percent tops or three percent or five percent. So it helps a little, but it's uh, nothing really to go crazy about at this point. What about ass to ass? Is that a, is that a bonus you can get? <laughs> Only in requiem for a dream. <laughs> oh. you, can, you can get that for about three minutes in there. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's Larry. That's Larry's dream too. But, uh, yeah, there's your WWE Champions update. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, Tuffy. Uh, Dell and I were talking earlier. That, like, definitely, like, this could be the tipping point for me. Like, I might be on the way out with this bullshit now. Yeah, It's just one it's more fucking element to the game that they still haven't got the basics right on yet. Yes. Because, Tuffy, I saw uh, you won the yeah. lockbox again, right? But, um, or you're Twice. at least at the top, but... I didn't even do my daily tours because it's like I'm just burned out, man. I just don't fucking forty thousand, Tuffy. Yeah, plus another thirty forty thousand Monday, another forty five thousand on Wednesday. <laughs> Why? That's like a thousand matches in forty eight hours. <laughs> But why? Why though? Why is the question? Why? Well, Monday. Uh, Monday, I was off for Veterans Day. And that one had to do with the belts or something. So I was like, all right, well, let's just play because I got nothing else to do but sit here all day. So, uh, yeah, that was like from two o'clock my time until one o'clock or whatever time I went to bed. I was busting gems. That was ridiculous. Are you just like, are you on NXT on the road, match one over Bray Wyatt yeah. over and over? Is that all you're doing? Uh, I'll mix it up a little bit occasionally and throw Daniel Bryan out there on uh, one of the hard mode tours to get some actual like health point farming. Yeah. But at least do the hard mode. To uh, you could do the hell mode even really like with your Undertaker and heal yourself. Well, but the uh, the easy mode, it like it's a minute a match pretty much. Yeah, it's well, like first yeah, move, set the submission, match over. But you'd be getting better rewards and experience if you went hard mode. All the it's time, a speed least. thing for him. Not as many <laughs> lockbox points. 
Yeah, they he's not. He's not getting the lockbox titles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. You know what did you get in the lockbox? I got a fifty health pack, so that was cool. Oh, I would like that because yeah. I cannot get health packs anymore apparently because they took them out of yeah, the. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a cane mask. I remember. <laughs> yes, I always keep. There you go. Yeah, and like a hundred of those uh, swag store coins or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. hundred. Completely worthless. hundred. Uh, you know what else? Yeah. That swag store. I opened up a. You know when you when you're late to join a tour, but you join it anyway, and you usually get like a hundred twenty yeah. or three sixty at least or something like that. Yeah. So the other day I opened one up that I joined late, and I was like, oh, I'll get that, and I got one coin. <laughs> like what happened there that I got one coin uh, like, one holy coin. that's awesome <laughs> I don't know what oh, happened man. Uh, I got get so many of them fucking coins cause now that the whole fucking store is just the belts and the medals I ain't buying shit anymore like there's nothing <laughs> to buy yeah I hear you. I hear you. I still get in the expeditions, and then I get the coins, but then I'm like, well, I ain't buying that fucking, looks like a harmonica. I don't know what the fuck it is, some kind of briefcase, <laughs> and then you get another bullshit belt in there, and then the fucking, then the the medals, there's, every every time I open one, it's like, I don't even know if I've ever seen that one. There's got to be like <laughs> yeah. 600 of them, and they're all fucking yeah, stupid. There's like, <laughs> there's like a thousand it. different medals you can get. And they shouldn't be called medals, they should be called side plates. <laughs> what the hell, Scopely? Yeah. You don't know. Oh my Anything god! About wrestling, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Fuck that Whatever. game. Hey, nope. since we're talking about wrestling, nope. Larry, CM Punk came back this week. Are you excited? I am not excited. No. <laughs> well, he didn't come. He's not back with WWE officially. He signed with Fox Sports, and he's going to be on the WWE show backstage. That's on Tuesday nights at eleven. What a time slot on Fox Sports One. And uh, yeah, so he's going to be a semi-regular guest on there all the time as an analyst. Like he's not going to be on every week, but he's going to be on frequently. So, but he will be on this week coming up. But he came out right at the end of the show, and uh, it was pretty good though because no one knew. Like the only person who knew was Renee Young, and like Paige was there, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, and Booker T. None of them knew. And uh, R- Renee said, "You know, it's time. We're going to make a little uh, legendary moment right here on backstage." And she counted down, and then color of personality hit Larry. It was it was pretty good. Cole, pretty exciting. Yeah, and then like uh, Paige is like, is this a rib? Is this real? Is this a rib? No, and CM Punk walked out. Yeah, how about that? It was so corny, dude. He comes <laughs> out like, like he's in a, like he's at WrestleMania, and there's literally like four people there. You know what I mean? And then he's all tough walking. To, I don't know. It was fucking stupid. I, I didn't get it at all. But tonight on SmackDown, uh, they showed the clip of that, and whenever like. Uh, his music hit, it wasn't called a personality. It was just some generic tune. Uh, well, it was called a personality <laughs> on backstage. So. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that, but I, I don't know why they, maybe they don't have the rights. I don't know. No, I'm sure they do. Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, but yeah, and he took down all his t-shirts <laughs> from Pro Wrestling so it looks like he'll probably start selling merch through WWE. So we're, it's only a matter of time, I think, Larry. It's only a matter of time before we see CM Punk back in the wrestling ring. Uh, All right, well, here's here's another question I have. Um, why do it on that janky-ass show? <laughs> well, like, because he's not signed with WWE. He's signed with Fox Sports 1. That's a Fox Sports show. 
All right, but we're on Fox now with SmackDown, so Fox why not at least? It's, it's two different. Things. They gotta two be. They gotta be affiliated somehow. They're affiliated, but uh, the contracts with Fox Sports One, not Fox. Okay, but he could still be on TV. You understand? He doesn't have to do anything. Just bring him on TV and then debut him in front of an actual fucking audience, and then just say, "Hey, I'm going to be on that fucking stupid ass show on that other channel next week." <laughs> Yeah, plus yeah, Rob Stone won the uh, 24-7 champion, and he's a Fox Sports employee. Uh, that is true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, Rob Stone. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> well, I think they wanted to get people talking about backstage there, the big moment, because it was trending nationwide for the next day, mm-hmm. you know, backstage. So, uh, Because apparently the first week it was on Fox Sports 1, 49,000 people watched it. That's it. I mean <laughs> – to me, that sounds like a lot for Fox Sports One. <laughs> I know that's what people are shitting on, and I'm like, well, how many people would normally watch Fox Sports One? I don't think 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. That's not a good time slot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I for I didn't watch it because I forgot it was on. <laughs> I caught the replay because they showed it again at like 2 a.m. And then this past week, even before CM Punk, I guess it doubled the audience. It's already up to 100 grand. So uh, next week it should be uh, should they should get all kind of ratings next week because uh, he's going to be on. Well, I'm not here because there's already five hours of wrestling I yeah. do watch, and another like four hours of wrestling I don't watch. But it, it's not a bad show. The good thing is Mick, Mick Foley was on this past week, Larry. You like Mick Foley? But uh, he put some weight on it. Goddamn! Yeah, he did. Uh, you, but you get to look at Paige and uh, Renee Young, so that's always nice. They're, they're both looking good. It's so. it's nice. But here's the thing, Mike Dell. When you watch Raw and SmackDown, they constantly show you what happened last week and two weeks ago and three weeks ago. I definitely don't want to see four people sitting around talking about what happened two weeks ago and three weeks ago. <laughs> well, they kind of they're kind of honest with their opinions though about stuff. They they kind of shit on things and um, like Paige was kind of making fun of Seth Rollins a couple weeks ago, <laughs> so it was pretty good. Do they ever talk about just regular shit? Um, like non non wrestling topics. Does anything no, it's like a that wrestling show, up? so they talk wrestling the whole time. But they talk various aspects of it and storylines and all kind of stuff. But but and they, you know, it's not bad though. It's a decent show. All right, I'm gonna pass. But all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike yeah, Dell, did CM you watch Punk. Fighting with My Family? I, I emailed you. I did not. Yeah. Larry sent me a – Larry's like my own personal TV guy. He'll send me an email when he sees something is on. And and he sent me an email saying, hey, go go to Epics. And they're showing – and I don't know what the fuck Epics is. It's on the on-demand. Like when you hit your on-demand button, it's one of those channels in there. It's like an app or whatever, and it, it's just like – it's kind of like stars. But you have to pay for it normally, but it's free until the 21st of November. It's and, like a four man stars. And stars is yeah, like it's kind of like yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Why? Stars is pretty terrible on its own. So then to be worse than stars, yeesh. I don't, I don't think stars is terrible. I like stars. They always have a lot. Of, they they have a big selection over there at least. But anyways, it's in there. Like you know, just I figured you didn't get to see it yet, and yeah, I didn't. I didn't it's free. Watch it. so. But Larry, you. You did send me another email with another TV suggestion. You told me that there's a uh, Chris Claremont and the X-Men documentary on Amazon Prime, and I did watch that. I did watch that. Oh, how how was it? I was all right. You know, it's just Claremont talking about the X-Men. 
<laughs> so. Now, now is he one of your favorite X Men artists? Uh, he's a writer. He's a writer. Oh, he's okay. Is he one of your favorite guys? Or well, he wrote the X Men for seventeen straight years, and he right, never. Well, they've been around for like six hundred years. Yeah, but all the good stuff that they ever did, he was the writer. Oh, okay. And yeah, he co- he came on when they had the all new, all different X Men when they came in, and they got rid of it. Like the new team came in with Wolverine, and Colossus. That's when he started, and he ran all the way for seven straight, seventeen straight years, never missed an issue. Plus, he wrote all kind of other side miniseries and stuff featuring X Men characters. So if you're my age and you grew up with the X Men, that's all Chris Claremont. So okay. Now is he a good guy? Yeah, he seems like a real good guy. And they were yeah, talking to other people, it. like other editors and stuff. And um, so it was—I mean, it's just—it's not, nothing fancy. If you don't like the X Men, there's no reason for you to watch it. <laughs> but it's yeah, I would. Yeah, I—I didn't want to watch it, but I was like, oh, maybe Mike Tell would want to watch this. Yeah, so look at that, Larry. I listened to you. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Well, it's good to hear he's Tell a good you guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I know you're concerned about that. If he's a good guy, but he is a good guy. Uh, Tuffy, you've yeah. been watching anything? No, uh, yeah, usual survivor. Hey, hey, Tuffy, uh, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, yesterday, I recorded the new flea market fantasy with Mike L. Avengers 160. We did, but when uh, yeah. when we we first got on the Skype and we we're setting things up, Mike L. Right away goes, "I got two questions for you," and I'm like, "Okay." One is Tuffy really an attorney? <laughs> I think that's. I say yes. Tuffy is an attorney. He said, "Is he really your attorney?" And I'm like, "Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't need an attorney. But if I did, <laughs> Tuffy would be my attorney." <laughs> yeah. Mine too. <laughs> that was, that was Tuffy. pretty good, though. I got a question. Yeah. What happened on Survivor the other night? Because it was trending on Twitter, and I saw somebody. I can't. I I can't catch my breath at right now. Type of shit. What happened? So there's a there's an oldish guy, you know, like middle age, probably in his forties, late forties maybe, and he's kind of handy, <laughs> but not in like an aggressive way, more in like an overly familiar way. Uh, okay. uh, and there's and there's like an older lady who's you know probably in her fifties, and then three or four girls in their twenties who one of them I think was genuinely complaining about him touching her. And the other ones were kind of joking about him touching her. So they complained to the older lady because she seems to be able to keep him in check. Um, And then production got involved somehow, but it's not really clear how, because they put, you know, a message up on the screen that said, we had a meeting with all of the cast members and with everybody individually to address this issue. But the way they were all talking on the show, it was unclear what they actually said or if they even understood what the meeting was about. <laughs> and then, right. um, like, the the group that was voting in the majority convinced the older lady that they were voting him out because of his inappropriate behavior, including some of those younger girls who had jokingly complained about him. And then they voted somebody else out. So she was very offended that they sort of used this real-world issue to um, trick her in the game. And the edit, because watching the show, like you could tell it was, you know, the kind of thing that TV shows, like as close as you get to a very special episode of a reality show in the first (laughs) hour. And then at the end of the show, like the old lady's complaining about, you said 
you were going to vote him out because he's touching you and you don't like him touching you and all these things. And then you don't vote him out. Like I look like an idiot because I complained and thought you were serious about him touching you. And that's like a serious thing that you shouldn't joke about because these have real world implications. If people think he's being accused of inappropriately touching people. And it also got weird because as soon as I got back from tribal council, the old lady went and talked to the young girls and was like, what happened? I thought he was touching you. And then she went and talked to the old guy because she was like, she liked him. She thought she was friends with him. And she tells him like, hey, people were telling me you were touching them inappropriately. That's why I voted you out. That's why I thought we were voting you out, which then turned into him saying, well, who was it? And basically like the exact opposite of what you want to happen, where you have her and the two girls who were complaining with him also there talking about what they said about him. So it was very weird because then I went back and watched the beginning again to see, okay, what did they say? And did they say they were serious? And it's like, yeah, to her, they acted like they were serious, but then when they were talking to each other, they were obviously joking. So I get why the old lady was pissed off. Yeah. So that guy's bike did could this be kind guy of touch too. anybody <laughs> inappropriately at any point? He wasn't, like, molesting people or assaulting people. It's just like, just like a hand on the back or, like, a little tap on the ass kind of thing going on? <laughs> no, like, there was... <laughs> There was one girl who who was complaining, like, you know, he'll take my hair and, like, brush it behind my ears. Like, that's weird. It's not, like, yeah, it's weird. offensive. Yeah, the, or, like, he'll come, offensive. Around, he'll yeah, come up next to me and put his hand around my back and stuff like that, yeah. where it's, like, it's weird, but it's not yeah. offensive. I think he's testing the waters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's yeah. doing that stuff to see if uh, they, they complain, and if they don't complain, it will just do more and more and more, <laughs> you know? And then, like, you know in the shelter when they sleep they're all like you know up against each other and he'll like throw an arm around somebody while they're sleeping that kind of thing well that's terrible (laughs) yeah Uh, keep them warm yeah Yeah. Keep them warm. That's, that's why we do this podcast in separate places because Larry always used to try and pull that shit with me (laughs) I'm I'm looking at my EM right now Mike Bell oh yeah my EM hey Tuffy did you watch NXT this week uh, no. Maya Yim and Io Shirai had a ladder match, and Maya Yim got busted in the face pretty bad with a ladder. And uh, she's bleeding all over the place. But anyway. Martel, yeah. did you go to the doctor? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember last week on the show, we talked about uh, I had my yearly physical scheduled, and I haven't gone to a physical yeah. in about three, four years. <laughs> so it's right. the yearly one. Uh, and Larry. I was going to go just because, uh, remember, Larry, I said, I just don't need something to get out of the house. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's yeah, you said, reason to go to the <laughs> You said, no, no, no. You said you felt bad for the doctor because he <laughs> writes you a prescription for your allergies or whatever the fuck it's for. And you figured you owed him this much. Like, I'll give up my ass for an afternoon because he fucking sends a prescription in for me. <laughs> well, he seems like a nice guy. You know, he is a nice guy. I've known him for over 20 years. Uh, and you know, I, it's nice, but and I should have a, a yearly physical. Tuffy, do you go for a yearly physical? Um, I haven't been to a doctor in like fifteen years, but I do have a physical <laughs> scheduled for next week. Oh, well, there you go. Get ready. <laughs> Cause, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I don't know. I don't like to go to the doctors unless because I have a tendency to be hypo- a hypochondriac. You know, at least my <laughs> younger days. 
And if I don't go to the doctors, I really don't ever need a doctor. But it seems if I go to a doctor, I'm, I'm, I get looped in, you know? And then it's they, like uh, taking your car to the dealership. Like, hey, can you look this over? <laughs> of course they're going to find something wrong. Like if I and I feel strong, I feel good. So um, if I if something if I was feeling weird, I'd go. Uh, so I didn't want to go to the yearly physical because then they'll always find some. Because the last time I went to the yearly physical, they said, "Oh, your liver enzymes are a little high," and yeah. so they wanted to run an uh, ultrasound on my liver. And every and by the way, when that lady was doing my ultrasound, you know that you you always feel weird because you can't ask them the technician what they think. But that's of course what I do all the time. Hey, what do you look? What does it look like? <laughs> but she said it was pristine. Oh, I always she ask. Goes, oh, she goes, I guess you only uh, drink water, huh? And I'm like, yep, only water. She goes, I can tell. See, <laughs> my liver is pristine. <laughs> well, she could probably do that by looking at you. You weigh like 120 pounds. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 160 now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an actual human being these days. But uh, back then, uh, anyway, so there was no nothing wrong with me, of course. It was Everything was fine. But I was out like 400 bucks, you know, by going to the test and then the blood work and everything. So, Larry, you told me last week to just call and cancel this appointment because it's yeah. not, you know. And I didn't want to because I've really cut myself off from the whole world, basically. I really don't interact with anyone. And I'm like, well, at least I should still get out in the world and talk to people. <laughs> I don't know. So not like, your doctor! <laughs> It'll give me a reason to get out of the house. But then I kept thinking about it all weekend. And so Monday morning I just stayed up until their office opened. And the appointment was Tuesday at 4, and I called him. And uh, I was figuring I was going to have to talk to the receptionist, you know. And I was just going to pull out – if she asked me why, I was just going to pull out the Bartleby uh, excuse of, I would prefer not to, <laughs> you know, and let's see how that works. <laughs> but uh, yeah. luckily I got an answering machine, and I just said, hey, you know, this is Mike Dale. I had an appointment tomorrow at 4. I'm not going to be able to make it. Sorry. I'll call back and reschedule at some, uh, some point. And I just hung up, and I was done, done and done. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, there you go. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Then it go. And then I was still feeling bad about it. But then my uh, uncle, who lives out in, like, Oregon, he called my mom and he was talking to her. And uh, he was saying he went to his yearly physical because uh, he was talking to her. He was on his way to the doctor's. And he goes, and the doctor uh, saw a little spot on his head, you know, because he's a bald fella too. And he's like, uh-oh, this, you know, this doesn't look cancerous, but we should probably run some tests. Right. And, of course. They locked him into the test, so he had to go back like three other times for tests, and everything's fine, and there's no problem. But, of course, you know, they just want to keep bringing you back to milk you for the tests and build the insurance. And it's so scammy. So after I heard that story, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. I, I did the right thing. <laughs> I did the right thing. I don't know. I'll tell you this. Like, I think I told this story um, a few years ago when this happened, but – like, I went to the doctor, I don't know, this was probably five years ago, because I was having issues like this, you know, I, I was having an ulcer, I think, back then, too, but it, it wasn't as harsh as it is now. But anyways, so I go there, and I get this prescription shit, you know, and he, you know, he, well, he asks what's wrong, I tell him, and I'm like, all right, let's try this prescription. I'm like, all right, so I take it, and, you know, of course you got to, like, well, you got to come back in two weeks so you can tell me how it is because, you know, you can't just call. And So I go back in, and um, he goes, so uh, how how did, how did those pills work? And I was like, 
It feels, yeah, it feels good. I liked it. You know, everything's good. It, it, it wasn't, but, like, it wasn't worse. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah those pills work. And he goes, huh. That's what he says. Just like that. Huh. Okay. So he goes, I think we're going to schedule you for a colonoscopy. And I was like, what? Why? He's like, well, you know, it's just better safe than sorry. And I was like, I'll be honest with you. I'm devastated right now because that's what I don't ever want. I don't want – there's no butt play going on. So anyways, um, so I, I'm like, whatever. So he's like, oh, so, you know, the hospital will call you, you know, in the next two days or something to schedule – and I was like, all right, whatever. So I get home. I'm not home 10 minutes in the fucking hospital calls already. Or it's somebody. I don't know if it's the hospital themselves or a representative. It was somebody who could help me just schedule the appointment. It was this girl. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm calling from, you know, the doctor or whatever. And, uh, you know, you're supposed to schedule a colonoscopy. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And she's like, uh She's like, if you want, like, she's like, I, I can just get them on the phone right now, and all three of us can just figure out, you know, what what's the best time and stuff. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I don't really care. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to go through with it. And then the girl goes, yeah, I wouldn't do it either. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck it then. Like, <laughs> I was like, I I I, I don't want to schedule anything. And that was well, it. That's nice. Well, that's good, yeah. And so oh. the doctor called back like never because, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> he doesn't really give a fuck. He just yeah. wanted to get whatever sort of cut he was going to get from a fucking test. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. I thought for sure you were going to say he called back. on it. But, yeah, the, the doctors don't care. They don't care about you. <laughs> you're just Not a, even uh, a little bit. You're you're a part on an assembly line. That's a, They don't care. <laughs> they just see another one. Dude. It doesn't matter. That's like I'm it. like, oh, I feel bad. I'm canceling the the doc. I'm sure my doctor didn't think one second, didn't spend one second thinking about me in the previous three months that you know leading up to this since I've seen him. You know, he and plus I don't, yeah, I don't affect his life at all. <laughs> so, no, sorry. and I'll be honest with you, I guarantee you, he did not know you were supposed supposed to be there on Tuesday, and when yeah. you canceled, he had no fucking clue you canceled either. <laughs> Well, there was some drama, Larry, because uh, I tried to – they called me on Friday to remind me, just an automated phone call, you know, you have an yeah. appointment Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Yeah. And if you can't make it, call and cancel. So I'm like, oh, shit, I should call and cancel. Uh, but it was already too late. Their office was closed Friday. So then I'm like, I tried to call Saturday, not open, and you can't even leave a message. They they turn they, – they rig it so you can't leave a message. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll call Monday. And I'm like, fuck, it's Veterans Day. So uh. – does that mean the office is – so there was a lot of uh, suspense over the weekend of whether – like when it was 9 – the office opens at 9, so I just stayed up. And at like 9.02, I'm like, all right, I'm going to call. And it was, it, the, the drama was building. Like if I'm going to get their answering machine or they're going to be open and closed, <laughs> thankfully they were open. But otherwise, I'd have been fucked all because of Veterans Day. <laughs> well, you could have called Tuesday. Yeah, but that's that's really, you know – Short note, that's fucking them up if you call it the same day. They already have seven people <laughs> scheduled for 4 o'clock Tuesday. Now it's, yeah. but here's what I don't it's get. all right. But here's what I don't get. Like when I went in the last time to see him the three months ago or whatever, you know, they had the little, he wrote up my prescription or, and then, um, it wasn't even that long ago, whatever it was. 
So I'm walking out. He goes, hey, we should probably get you in here for a uh, yearly physical, right? And I was like, oh, I guess. And, and he's like, oh, look, uh, let me see uh, your last one. Oh, yeah, you canceled it. Yeah, we should probably get you. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, go ahead and schedule it. So we're scheduling up. I'm thinking, oh, well, I'll come in next week or something. And he's like, no, how about November 12th? And this was back in, like, you know, August, July, something. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. sure, whatever. But why can't they, like, they have to schedule a physical three months out? Really? Six months out? Like, You understand, he's supposed- got 5,000 people to see before that. <laughs> well, then he That's clearly you- doesn't need my business. <laughs> That's already- another thing that just jacks me the fuck off is, like, Okay, Tuesday at 4 o'clock. All right, so you show up at like 3.45 because, you know, you're like, oh, maybe. Maybe I'll get in early. No, you're there till 5.30 just waiting. <laughs> and then you go in the back, and then you wait for like another 15 minutes or so. And then Douche comes in, and he's in there for like 45 seconds. And it's like, fuck you, man. Yeah, that, that is something, you. the stages of waiting. you got to wait here, then wait there, then wait there. And uh, the other thing, they told me that they would send a slip to go get blood work a week before the, the exam, you know, so they would have the results. And, and they never sent me that slip, so I never got the blood work done. So that would have meant I'd have to go in, he would just look at me and, like, stick his fingers some places. And then I'd have to go yeah. get the blood work. And then I'd have to go back to get the results of the blood work. So I was like, no, fuck this. So, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Mike Dell. If you want to, like, uh, you know, we could go down that road or whatever, but... I wouldn't be surprised if that they intentionally didn't send you the blood work thing just oh. so you could do that, just that sequence, because they're yeah, shady Larry, like that. You're a conspiracy, Larry. <laughs> yeah, you're a conspiracy. <laughs> but, I, but here's the thing, Larry, that worries me, is if I went to the physical and, you know, God forbid they uh-huh. found something terrible is wrong with me, and they said, all right, here's yeah. what we got to do. we got to have a surgery tomorrow morning. we got to go into surgery right away and fix this. I probably would just say, eh, that's all right. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't care. You. I just don't care. Now, is that good? That's probably a bad thing that I just don't care It's anymore. not. It's yeah. not. I understand, but once again, you need to get out. I mean, what I'm saying is, is your doctor is not the first stop. Like, go somewhere social and maybe meet a woman, and you won't feel like this, and you won't says, need a doctor. If someone says, hey, you know, we need to do the surgery on you to save your life tomorrow, or uh, if I could do that and save my life or just stay here by myself and take a nap, I'll just take a nap. I'm good. I hear you. But here's the thing: if if you had something in your life, you you you'd <laughs> no, have I a different you. outlook. Yeah. But then you would have to assess like, oh, should I should I save my life or should I go in debt for the <laughs> rest of it to pay off all these fucking bills? You're just keeping me alive to pay you money. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. Like, so what's the point? You know, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I feel like uh, I feel like emo Bailey right now, Tuffy. Like I'm just sad about the whole world. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, bad Bailey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember uh, so, I had something happen last weekend that was weird. Uh, right. So like Saturday night, two o'clock, I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I hear like uh, cars running out in the parking lot. So I gotta go see like, oh, what's that going on? Look outside. There's two uh, police cars out there. It's like, oh. All right, well, now i got to watch and so, see what's so happening. So you live in, like, an apartment building? 
Yeah. Okay. What floor? Oh, yeah, it's like a. It's they're two story buildings. There's a. Okay. It's like a U shape sort of around the parking lot. So there's for a twenty four apartments around the parking lot. And then they're all outside doors, like there's no interior hallway or anything. So you go from outside straight into the apartment. So the cops are with uh, the girl who lives downstairs and next door to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And she is obviously drunk. (laughs) And she's trying to get into her apartment, but she doesn't have her keys. So the one cop, like, leaves to go, I assume, look wherever they found her i think uh to see if they could find her keys and comes back and they can't find the keys and so the cops are there for like half an hour the one cop goes because i opened my window to hear what they were saying the one cop says like oh i'm gonna go sit in my car <laughs> i'm gonna go sit in my car to stay warm because it was you know like 35 degrees or whatever yeah and the girl's too drunk to know to go sit in the car for some reason doesn't have shoes on <laughs> and so she's then I hear her talking on her phone to somebody about how the cops are here and they're not even helping me and blah 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 <laughs> and she is just hammer drunk. So the cops are there trying to help her, trying to figure out they're like, Okay, is there anybody there? And she's like, Oh, my boyfriend's here, he's inside, he's sleeping. And so she's like <laughs> banging on the door and nobody's answering. And then at two thirty, the cops just left her there. <laughs> That's like what you can do that. You can just leave a person who's hammered drunk, has no <laughs> shoes. It's thirty-five degrees outside. So the cops, yeah. So the cops leave, and then for the next half hour, she's just like pounding on the door to her apartment and going around to the back because there's like, you know, back yeah. patio with a sliding door and banging on that door. And then after a while, it's like, um, so. Is anybody going to do anything? Yeah. Well, Tuffy, why didn't you let her in? And, you know. Well, so it took me a half an hour of going like, well, surely somebody else is going to do something. (laughs) And that's like, (laughs) all right. I would think that way too, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then so after a half an hour, it's like, well, either somebody else is going to call the cops and she's going to get like arrested for being obnoxious or she's going to pass out and maybe not die, but certainly not feel good. So I open my door and it's like, okay, hi, do you want to come inside? Oh, look at Tuffy. Yeah. yeah. So then she gets inside and I'm talking to her and like she's like, blackout like you drunk. Do you know she's... this girl? Have you had other experiences with this girl or no? Just a stranger. Never talked to him, but like I know him by sight because you see him going in and out when you're going in and out. Yeah. And so she's sitting Is there and it's like, hot? okay, I know that. <laughs> yeah. <Larry. laughs> It's like well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's like I know another girl lives there and I know a guy lives there who I gathered was her boyfriend from hearing what she was talking about before and it's like okay, where's your roommate? She's out of town for the weekend. Okay, where's your boyfriend? He's at work. All right. When does he get off? Seven o'clock. It's like okay, it's like three thirty right now, so that doesn't really help anything. Well, wait a minute. Her boyfriend I thought he was in there sleeping and that's why she was banging on the door. Obviously not. She was blackout drunk, so who knows the hell what was going on. So I asked her, like, well, can you call somebody? She goes, I don't have my phone. And I'm like, I heard you talking on your phone half an hour ago. What the hell did you do with it? This is lawyer Tuffy coming out now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay. 
And then she starts going, well, I can't do you have your phone. I can just give you a phone number. And it's like, you don't know any phone numbers. Even if you did, you wouldn't know them right now. I'm not just calling random phone numbers <laughs> at three thirty in the morning. Uh, so then what so eventually it's like, all right, you're so drunk. Like, it's like, all right, we'll sit on the couch, lay down. It's like, all right, you're just going to pass out. I'm going to go to sleep. And before I, you go to sleep, it's like, do you think there's any chance you're going to remember where you are when you wake up? She's like, uh, I was like, all right, well, try not to freak out when you wake up and have no idea where you are with no phone and no keys and nothing. Yeah. Oh, no, Tuffy. This could be yeah, a I just went to bed for you. You know what I mean? She could wake up and say, oh, my God, Tuffy, he, he abducted me in the, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, I've told some other people about this, and they were like, weren't you worried she was going to steal something? It's like, well, she lives like 10 feet away. Like, it's, yeah. where's she going to go with it? <laughs> I'd be more worried about yakking on the couch. Yeah. I had that concern, too. And it's like, well, I don't know. What are you going to do? But Tell her to go sit in the fold out. again? Yeah, you, you, you helped her out. That was impressive. So what happened? No, did, did, yeah, so the next morning, did she wake up and everything was all right, or was she? Uh, so the next morning I woke up when I heard her leaving at like nine o'clock. Oh, okay. And then I got up later and her credit card was still in my apartment because it fell out of her pocket at some point, I guess. <laughs> so I went and knocked on the door and was like, here, well, I went and knocked on the door at like two o'clock and nobody answered. So I went back later at like six o'clock and I was like, here's your credit card. And she's like, oh, thanks. And then her boyfriend <laughs> was there. Then he's like, oh, thanks a lot for last night. I really appreciate it. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, do you know where any of the rest of your stuff is yet? And she's like, no. I was like, do you want me to tell you what I know happened last night? <laughs> you probably don't know any of it. Because I know I had times where it's like you go out and you wake up the next day and it's like, how did, what happened? Okay. Somebody fill me in. And I was like, well, at least, oh, the cops at least here. the boyfriend, at least the boyfriend believed that, you know, you just didn't just bang his drunk girlfriend and now you're having, a, you know, making up an excuse. Oh, I got locked out. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm sure to everybody else here, I'm just like that weird guy who never goes anywhere and is always in his apartment. <laughs> just, so. Playing WWE champions all day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, because like, when the cops left, I was like, wait, they they can just leave her here? That doesn't seem right. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, that's what well, they Well, maybe they had a call or something. Maybe something important came up. We shouldn't take her in and let her it off to prison. That's what you think, is like you at least take her back to the station or go drop her off at a hospital and tell them, like, here, it's your problem now. <laughs> the hospital. Because, like, so her, her, her feet, physical. she had... Yeah. Her feet, why? Yeah. She had no shoes on. Her feet were, like, all scraped up. Holy hell, what was she doing? Like, I gave her a pair of socks, not because her feet were cold. It's like, I don't want your blood on my couch. So, here, put these socks on. So, when she passed out, any chance you stood over her and masturbated? <laughs> Let's hope not. She's an attorney. No. No. Attorney. no. no, I didn't. Did you think about it? <laughs> no, Larry. No, I did not. No, Larry. Oh, uh, yeah. I I wouldn't think about it either. <laughs> I I had a similar I just thought to myself. One. I just thought to myself, what would the Ed do? And I just did that. <laughs> oh, but the Ed choked on a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about that? 
Well, that was an exciting puppy. It's quite the adventure you yeah. had. Yeah. And you didn't yeah, even have to cool. leave your house to have the adventure. It just happened yeah. to you. Right See that? Exactly. Right so, you know, women, you don't have to go women anywhere. Just, drunk women ended up at Tubby's house. Yes. Like, it, there's, just you, it can happen to you. Puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Good times. Good times. All right. Uh, what else? Anything else happening? Uh, yeah. hmm. Oh, uh, really? hockey update, Larry. Kid Crosby, sports her- hernia, out at least six weeks. Are you upset? Yeah. Mm, yes. I'm very upset. Well, I was like, yeah. man. This is usually when Malkin's going to have stuff, though. Oh, yeah, the football game. Yeah, how, did you see the big fight last night, Tuffy? Yeah, that was something. How come no one's uh, how come no one's getting after Mason Rudolph for trying to pull off Garrett's helmet? <laughs> well, because Garrett was giving him the business on the ground, you know. He uh, he started it with, that was a penalty or technically roughing the quarterback, but he was giving him the business on top uh, when he was on the ground. So Rudolph was trying to you know fight back. Was all, but... He was trying to pull his helmet off. Well, yeah, from the back trying to get him up. Yeah. And then Garrett said, "All right, I'll show you how to pull a helmet off," and he yanked it. Yeah, exactly. And he yanked him right off the ground by his helmet. <laughs> Beat him with yeah, it. Yeah, that was great. I'm on Miles Garrett's side here. That was great. Well, the best thing for Mason Rudolph is now everyone's just talking about him getting beat with a helmet, and they're not talking about the four interceptions and the shit game that he played. So, there you go. <laughs> the thing I didn't understand was, how the fuck was Cleveland not just carrying Mason Rudolph off on their shoulders and stuff? Yeah. You know, buying him dinner, yeah. Stripper, something. Jesus Christ, yeah. he gave him a game. Yeah. yeah, you don't try and injure that guy. That's the guy you want to keep on the field. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, he look like Crosby a little bit to you? A little bit, a little bit. I saw the press conference yeah. he was giving last night, and I was like, oh, that does look like Kate Crosby a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate for Crosby, I think. Oh. <laughs> <For> Cros- <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so what else? Hold on, I gotta shut that door. Fucking furnace. Yeah, Larry's gotta shut Oh, um, I watched, uh, uh, there's a show, they just put it on Netflix. It's like World War Two in color or something like that. You always it's really good, show. though. I love it. But this one's ten episodes. I've watched nine episodes, uh... But it, I don't know. It's really good. Like I, you know, I understand the colorized looks weird at times, but it's still kind of cool and it's it's interesting. And then they cut back to like you know people talking about certain battles and that kind of shit. But if you're into that kind of stuff, it, I like it. Uh, tomorrow's the uh, tomorrow. I'll end up watching the last episode. Hiroshima, Mike Dell. Yeah, that's when the, the U.S. was like, you know what? Fuck all of y'all. <laughs> We're gonna put an end to all this shit. Yeah. So I wanna see what well, that's like in color. Yeah. Good luck good luck with that. Hitler's crazy, man. That guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that Hitler guy, he was he's pretty nuts. <laughs> but, yeah. Um I I like when Larry uh you, you know, you you uh you after your scholarly pursuits. Like World War Two and color, so that's what nice to see. Yeah, Vietnam in color. Yeah. yeah, I like that kind of shit. Yep. 
It's not always Scott Pilgrim and Harold and Kumar over here. Oh, Jank and I were talking early, earlier tonight, but uh, Tuffy, you ever see Rookie of the Year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan of that movie? I mean, I was when I was 10. Yeah. I can't say I've seen it. It's been a while. Because right. I watch yeah, it every year. Pretty great. Cause, you cause watch that we every were talking year? Earlier. Yeah, because usually like around springtime, they'll run Rookie of the Year, Bad News Bears, like on Stars or Encore or whatever those channels are. Yeah. So I, I watch it. I watch it all the time. I, I've probably seen that movie fifty times. I love it. And Jank hmm. loves it too. And I don't know if, if you love it. Mike Dell, you ever see Rookie of the Year? Uh, no. What a dick. <laughs> I'm more of a more of an angel in the outfield guy myself, but. See, I never saw that. Yeah. That movie's great because uh, the angel tells the little kid that Tony Danza's going to die in six months because he has cancer from smoking Ooh, right. while he's pitching in, like, the big game. <laughs> that doesn't that that's sound like story. so much fun. Besides, yeah. the year is about the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, it's I good. like uh, Steve Bartman here. I think I think it was called uh, "It Happens Every Spring," right? Ray Milan was a pitcher. It's the 1930s, 40s movie, and um, he invents some like uh, secret potion he puts on the baseball. So he's basically doctoring the baseball. But when he pitches, it goes all over the place, like it's crazy, and no one can hit it. And he's a sensation. Huh? Never, never saw that. Hey, no, I never heard of it. Hey, Tuffy, is Tony Danza in that movie named Tony? <laughs> no. He's named Mel, oh. I think. Oh, wow, that is strange. Holy hell. That's a that's a oddity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's branching out. Did you see the new blue belt, Mike Dell? It's blue. Uh, yeah, SmackDown, I guess, unveiled yeah. a blue universal title tonight because uh, it used yeah. to be on Raw and it was red, so now they swing over to SmackDown, so it's blue. It looks all right. Yeah, it's blue. Street Dreamer says he likes Little Big League. I've never seen Little Big League. Tuffy? Little yeah. Big League. Is that the one where the kid owns the twins, I think? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember that movie. I never saw it, but I, I do remember that movie. I think that's a drama. Remember, remember when the twins were like a good baseball team in the early 90s and stuff? Yeah, with Kirby Puckett and... Burt Blylevin and those guys. Kent Strebeck. Wasn't that his name? Her. Is that it? Kent Strebeck. Kent Herbeck, right? Herbeck? Oh, yeah. Herbeck. Yeah. Who's Strebeck? Yeah, yeah. That's from, uh, yeah. isn't that from uh, Dragnet, the movie? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. That's probably. Uh, Wasn't that Tom Hanks' name in that movie? Something close to that. The Virgin yeah, Honey Whales. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's bring Jank yeah, on. Well, the best yeah. part of Angel in the Outfield, real quick. So they're in the big game. Because this is something that I rewatched, you know, in like the mid-2000s when pitch counts were starting to become a thing. 
And because uh, the big, like the Angels help them win all season, and then they get to like the last game of the year, and Christopher Floyd says the Angels can't help them actually win the pennant. They have to do that on their own. <laughs> so, so the kid starts so doing the Angels like can the screw all kind of other teams out of their rightful place in the playoffs, but they yeah. can't. <laughs> yeah. So Tony Danz is out on the pitching mound, and he's throwing like 159 pitches. <laughs> and that's when Christopher Lloyd tells him, like, uh, or maybe that's after the game. So then the kid starts flapping his wing to make him think there's angels there, and that's what makes him uh, believe that he can do it. So they win the game, and then they're talking about how great it is, and Christopher Lloyd, the angel, tells the kid, like, yeah, but too bad for him. He won't be around much longer. And the kid says, what do you mean? Uh, he's only got about six months left. Lung cancer, smoking. It's like, what? Why are you telling this kid that when you just won the pennant? <laughs> That's how that movie ends? <laughs> no, it ends because the the two main kids are like uh, foster care kids. And then Danny Glover, who's the Angels manager, I think adopts him at the end of the movie. Huh. That sounds like a Gary Coleman movie. Isn't that the plot yeah. of every Gary Coleman movie? Well, wasn't Gary Coleman in a yeah. movie like that, right? The Angel from Other? Wasn't that a Gary Coleman movie? I don't think I so. I don't know. Look that up. Maybe. I'm I think it, it was. This is the part of the every show book. where we, we Google, Google stuff. <laughs> yeah, every uh, Gary Coleman movie eventually gets adopted by somebody. So, that's the thing. I was listening to Days of Thunder. One, I, I don't remember what episode number it was the other day at work, and it was the episode where Gary Coleman was in his coma or whatever. And then uh, he, like right at the end of the show, Jacuzzi P came in and he said, oh, breaking news, Gary Coleman just died. Uh, the kid from left field? Yes, the kid from left field. Exactly right. Yeah. Oh, the kid with the 200 IQ. The kid from left field. Uh, Jackie Robinson Cooper is a kid who loves baseball and also the son of a former major leaguer, now down on his luck, and now a vendor working the stands at games. That's Scott. <laughs> Scott Robert I think he Gion? starts to control the baseball team then, right? Or, so maybe it's not the same. I'm the outfield. I don't know. Yeah. It's got Gary Collins, Ed McMahon's in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we There's really got to do that in the movie. Coleman. There's an actor in the movie named Don Draper. God. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I'm looking at his other right, movie. Jank here. on. Yeah, bring on. Bring Jank on while we're Oh, he also did the kid movie. with the broken halo. Maybe that's why I'm confusing the two. I'm combining the two. I, I think the kid from left field, he might take control of the baseball team. But uh, and then the kid with the broken halo, I, might, I think he was an angel on that one. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. Which one's he on? Methin. <laughs> not quite sure. Jank. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Jank? Kevin Jank. Hey, Larry, tell these guys the, kid how... the, the kid with the broken halo also uh, stars Robert Guillaume uh, Benson. Oh, he, he's in two movies? Because he's in uh, <laughs> Angels or Kid in Left Field, too. Wow, they were quite the combo then. Gary Coleman and Maybe Benson. he was Pizzagate in them. 
<laughs> Taking him to his bicycle shop. Yes. <laughs> Gordon Jump of uh, WKRP. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, it was Gordon Jump. Yep, it was Gordon <laughs> Jump. Jake, tell these guys how awesome Rookie of the Year is. Uh, it's pretty awesome from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it in a long Thank time, you. but now that I got Disney Plus, I'm going to definitely check that out hopefully this weekend. Oh, you got Disney Plus? Yeah, I wasn't going to, but then Pete talked me into it last night. I'm like, all right, Did you get fine. that bundle deal? <laughs> uh, no, because I think I got some deal on Hulu where I'm only getting it for like 99 cents oh. for the first year or whatever, so I'm going to stick with oh, that. Oh, yeah, don't fuck well, with that. Well, how much is Disney yeah, Plus? How much is Disney Plus by itself? Uh, it's a Seven. you get a week like a free trial and then a, yeah six ninety nine, so not too hmm. bad. Yeah, that ain't bad. Seven dollars. Yeah, I, I was telling Jake, I really want to go one. back and watch um, Race to Witch Mountain and Escape from Witch Mountain. <laughs> you, not the ones with the I did rock. Check. Those the are original on. ones from like. The, Seven. Oh, they are on there? Yep. Actually, the one with the, the Rock is one. on there as well. They got all three. Oh, they're all on there. Holy hell. Yeah. Hey, hey Larry, all do right. you remember a movie that was like that, but uh, it involved a cat with, like, a, a collar, and, like, the cat was from outer space or something? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, do you remember what that was called? No. Okay. <laughs> I remember there being a movie, too, like, back in the day when I was a kid. I think it was called... The Unidentified Oddball? Huh. I don't know if that's on I don't Disney remember Plus. that one. Like, I would <laughs> like to I would like to get Disney Plus just to watch those movies, like the movies I watched as a kid. You know, and I'm not, you know, yeah. I always watch Star Wars and shit. I have those DVDs. You know what I thought like, was you know, on I can't earlier, watch. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but what? Mr. Boogity? Mr. Boogie. I don't know what I don't know what Mr. <laughs> Boogity is. Uh it was like this it's only like forty five minutes long, I think. It was on in like the eighties when I was a kid. Um and it's just this stupid like kids horror movie. Um it's pretty bad. <laughs> but uh I loved it when I was a kid. Hey, hey, Richard Frank, Mazer's did in it. it. Did you yeah. ever see a movie called uh Banana Splits the movie? No, but I want to. It looks uh, okay. pretty good. <laughs> well, my buddy told me about thing. it yesterday, and I mentioned it to Larry today, and I think we're going to try and watch it and talk about it next week on the show. Right, Larry? Oh, nice. Yes. For those who don't remember yep. the Banana Splits, when uh, we were kids, Larry, there's like a show called the Banana Splits. There are like, uh, what, four or five big uh, like animal, like sport, they look like sport mascots in those kind of costumes in a way. Yeah, they're, yeah like. They're yeah. kind of like uh, puppeties, you know, uh, the this, the croft puppet things, Sigmund and the Sea Monster and those kind of like in that realm. And they would always be at like a an amusement park or something going down slides, and then they would just like introduce cartoons and stuff, right? So wasn't that what it was, basically? I, I don't even remember exactly the premise of the show. I just remember the theme song, <laughs> and like you said... It, the theme song is them at an amusement park, like they're on the bumper cars, or they're going down the slide and shit. Don't really remember the show that much. I just remember the characters and the theme song more than anything. So this movie, Banana Splits the movie, it came out I guess last year or early this year or whatever, and uh, there's the same characters from the Banana Splits TV show when we were kids, except now they murder people. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of seems like they're ripping off Five Nights at Freddy's, but it sounds good anyway. So yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know what that is. Is that a video game, Five Nights at Freddy's? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. It's basically it's about like a, you know like a Chuck E. Cheese style restaurant where like the animatronics come to life and start murdering everyone. Oh okay, I've played it. I've played it. Yeah, it's, me too. It's, hard. it's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it is very I hard. Far I'm at very all. bad at it. No, I did not get yep. far either. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's well, a simple yeah, concept, but you... very hard in the execution. Yes. It's one of those games you got. You really have to put the sound on and shit. And I, I don't. I don't have ever have the sound on for anything. So you know, because you got to get. There, there's definitely audible clues and stuff in there. So, but um, if you have the red box, I've seen that Banana Splits movie in there. So, I you know, every Friday Red Box sends me like a code, like hey, dollar twenty five off a movie. So like I, I'll end up like I, I'll be able to rent it for like fifty cents. You guys will have to pay nice. three bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to watch that next week. Toughy, I guess yeah, you want to watch Yeah, I do want to see that. to pay. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <there. laughs> we might be able to watch it for next week. The Banana Splits, the movie. Um, all right. Uh, Twin Peaks, are we ready? Or anything else, Jank? Uh, not really. <laughs> Have you gone yeah, to see anything, Jack? We got to talk about this. Uh, let's There's see. To talk about here. <laughs> yeah. I did go see uh, what you want to call it yesterday. Um, Ford versus Ferrari, or Ford v uh, Ferrari: ooh. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> yeah. How how was that? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, for the longest time, like I wasn't really that into it, but by the end, I think it won me back over. So. It's, it's I thought it was in the good. 90s the on like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, it's solid. It's just slow burn for sure. All right. Ben Affleck? Seeing that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, Affleck. All right, good. There you go. <laughs> it's always a, that's always a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> Although I heard this week that him and uh, Damon are working on a new project together. Oh. So. <laughs> he hasn't shut Good that down completely. Good Will Hunting <laughs> 2 hunting season. <laughs> I wish. Uh, applesauce, bitch. <laughs> All right. Twin Peaks. Are we ready? Are we re- ready for Twin Peaks? Yes. I know Tuffy loves it. Diane, 11.30 a.m., February 24th, entering the town of Twin Peaks. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Damn good coffee. And hot. Fuck you, Larry, with your monkey ass. Fuck you, Larry. Fuck you, Larry. Twin Peaks, Season 3, Parts 7 and 8, we will be discussing tonight. And I can tell already you love them. At the top of the show, I have not been a fan of this season up to this point. I like the first two episodes, not the last four. But Larry loves it. And 
Love Jank it. is going through for a second time, and you're learning mm-hmm. new things, right, Jank? By going through it a second time. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's that's accurate. All right. So here we are, uh, part seven. <clears throat> Where did we end off last week, Larry? Do you remember? Uh, no. Is that when were they watching that <laughs> podcast of that crazy doctor guy? Well, that was in one of the episodes. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's where it ended off. At. I don't remember. Where did it end no off? No idea. At? Um, was hmm. it? Fuck. Did they end it with, with like Richard Horn uh, in that one? And then they he ran over the kid. And... Oh, that's right. He ran over the kid. Did they end it with Cooper like bashing his head into the mirror, like no, they did at the end of season two or whatever it was? All right, I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm looking. And with yeah, Puffy masturbating over his neighbor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, well, back at the sheriff's office, Doris comes in upset that Fra- upset that uh, with Frank about her father's car apparently not being repaired. Deputy, Ch- oh, yeah, oh yeah, Deputy Chad made that joke about uh, their their son killing himself. Oh, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then they went yeah. to the yeah. roadhouse, and then it ended. So whatever, that was really worth <laughs> that was really worth me looking up. All right, anyway. Yeah, yeah. They don't really have the uh, the cliffhanger endings anymore. <laughs> no, apparently not. All right, so uh, part seven. Uh, it opens with Jerry Horn, Ben Horn's brother, who is now you know growing the marijuana and whatnot, and not onto the, the 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 weed. He wakes up in the woods. He's extremely stoned. And he calls Ben frantically claiming that someone has stolen his car and he doesn't know where he is. And then he hangs up. <laughs> I think this, I'm high. But, but this is another one of those scenes like, do we really need it? You know, do we need it? I don't, I don't know. No. No, not at all. Yeah. No. And it's a lot, of, a lot of focus on weird things this season. <laughs> yeah, just – I mean, if there's a payoff to this at some point, but I'm guessing there won't be. So, yeah. We really don't need it. Yeah. Um, so then we're at the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department. We see Hawk and Frank, uh, Robert Forster, uh, going over the pages that were found in the bathroom door. And uh, th- there were three of the four missing pages from Laura's Palmer's secret diary, which she yes. gave to Harold Smith, who was that shut-in guy who hung himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the pages details an encounter Laura had with Annie Blackburn, who is uh, – uh, why can't I think of her name right now? Really uh, good looking. Norma. Graham, right? There. Yeah, but what's her? Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. Damn. Yep. Uh, where she told her that the good Dale was in the lodge and can't leave. Another page details Laura knows it isn't Bob, which Hawk sees as evidence that Leland found and hid the pages during one of his visits to the station. Yeah, because the way Hawk reasons that is like uh, he thought, well, maybe when Leland came in, they were scared they were going to frisk him, so he had to hide the pages in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made sense, you know. That makes yeah, sense. that makes sense. I totally bought that. Uh, Hank is puzzled <laughs> by the claim that the Cooper could not. Thing. They're like, so wait a minute, if the Good Dale's in the lodge, <laughs> it yeah. takes him a long time to kind of reason out that oh, the, there must be a bad Dale that's kind of come out. Instead of the good Yeah, I, I think the writing in this scene was pretty clunky. And it, yeah. the acting didn't help it. Um, but I don't know. So they, they figure that, you know, oh, well, the good, he must be, like you said, the good keeper must still be in the lodge. And uh, some who came out. And um, Frank says he'll call his brother Harry. 
and the doctor because they were the last two people to see Dale and uh, you know, get him up to speed. <clears throat> oh, then it says next we see Andy interrogating a local farmer regarding his truck, the same one that Richard Horn accidentally killed a young boy with earlier. The farmer refuses to explain who was driving the truck at the time of the incident, uh, but arranges to have a meeting with Andy to explain everything. Now, I know Andy's a fuck-up as a cop, right? But <laughs> this is pretty ridiculous, no? Like, he's, he's talking to a guy about a, a hit-and-run asking that killed a kid, and the guy's like, I can't talk to you now. I'll meet you somewhere in two hours. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's usually the time you bring them in right into the station. <laughs> yes. He killed a yep. kid. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's that's rough. <laughs> Next, uh, we see Frank, uh, Robert Forster, the sheriff. Uh, he's calling Doc Hayward, who is off fishing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the reason he calls is, you know, he wants to see what he remembers about Cooper. And he said that Cooper was acting strange at the hospital. And he later saw Cooper leaving intensive care, fully dressed and with a strange expression. And he ponders whether Cooper was checking on Audrey Horn, who was still in a coma after the bank explosion. Mm-hmm. Now, Larry, what do you think of this scene? Uh, you know, the the TV popping out of the desk was weird for me, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Cause it seemed a little high-tech for a, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yes, like, you know, he pulls a lever. It was like the Bat Cave. I thought it was odd. I don't know. I was like, wow, that's weird. Like, I, I didn't expect that at all. I, I think my big problem was, first we get a scene where he calls the doctor on the phone to say, you know, hey, can <laughs> I talk to Cooper? Skype. Yeah, do you, do you know how to use Skype? And he says, oh, yeah, I use it all the time. So then he goes, okay, what's your ID? And he writes down the ID, hangs up, and we see him go into the office and call him on Skype. <laughs> Just start no. with the Skype call. You know? Yeah, he didn't know his name. And why even go to the Skype call when it, there was no visual information exchanged? It's not like he was like, "Here, draw me a picture of what Cooper looked like that I, day." I think they wanted There's to no... do the Skype call just so they could get that actor on the show. But Larry, yeah. we don't need to know that he doesn't know his ID. We could ju- we would just assume he knows his ID and they talk together on Skype. Like it's just it yeah. would just yeah. be assumed. We don't have to have right. a two-minute segment of them talking on the phone. Hey, what's your Skype ID? Let me write it down. <laughs> yeah. Let me type that's it true. in. Let me log in. <laughs> it's just this. This is the kind of stuff that's driving me nuts about this season. Yeah, this, that's, I have the this same was clearly, reservations. This is clearly like Jenks said, or, or you know, or you said they wanted to get that guy into the show, but he's so goddamn old that like he probably couldn't yeah. fly there. <laughs> So they literally yeah. him. Yeah, that's fine. He's another one that. apparently who uh, who died since they filmed this season. Oh man, dropping like yeah, I thought he dropping. Was, yep, I thought he was dead in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next, uh, we see Lieutenant Cynthia Knox, who a uh, military lieutenant lady who was sent to. Oh yeah. Because they found the Major Briggs's fingerprints, right? So she was sent to check in on it. To, to get the info Is about she anybody it. famous? Um, I don't think so. I didn't recognize her. I didn't either, but she kind of looks... She has one of those faces like, maybe I recognize her, but maybe not. Played by Adelaide Renee. Yeah. Oh, she's no. very good. 
I'm guessing now she's not famous. <laughs> she was in Angels in, out, in the Outfield. He was probably like ah. David Lynch's neighbor or something. That's how it's, he casts things. Yeah, uh, niece. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she goes to the because uh, <clears throat> remember they found General Briggs's body, but it was headless. And uh, so she goes to talk to the medical examiner and uh, or the chief of police at that department to see the body. And she's very confused. She's like, wait, you mean you got the fingerprints off the actual body? And, uh, yep, so they show her the body. And uh, this, she goes, how old is this man? And, she, and they said, well, probably late 40s. And when did he die? Five to six days ago. And she's like, well, that's weird because Briggs should be in his <laughs> 70s. And she goes off and calls her boss. And she tells him all that stuff, and um, and then oh, she comes back Maybe in. And she says, the same conversation again about how it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then she comes back in and she tells the other people, "You didn't hear this from me, but this probably won't be your investigation much longer." Well, dun, dun, dun. well clearly they heard it from you. So if anyone questions them, they're going to know because you're the only person they possibly talk to about this. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned uh, in the last see... episode that they're gonna have to call the FBI if this actually turns into anything real. Yeah. Uh, oh, we also see a mysterious dark man walk past the morgue. Should we know who that is, Jake? Uh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I noticed the guy. I thought it was Deputy Hawk for a second. It looked like Hawk <laughs> walking down the hallway, but I guess not. I don't know. Hmm. So. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just so then nice. Albert re- reports to Gordon uh, that he could not get a uh, word and, uh, to Diane about Cooper before she cursed him out. Gordon and Albert <laughs> then go to meet Diane. All right, let's talk about this, Larry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this is our first experience with Diane. So, that, so they go to meet uh, Diane at her apartment, and a young man answers the door. Mm-hmm. So Diane's banging this young guy. And what does he do, Larry, mm-hmm. when he, before he leaves? Well, I didn't hear what you said. What does the young man do before he leaves the apartment? Uh, it, it's, all right. Well, maybe it didn't strike you as much as it did me. But he, he goes real slow in front of the camera, and he blows a kiss to Diane, and then he leaves. <laughs> it was so fucking awkward. <laughs> I, I must. I was because someone was attracted so to Laura Dern. Is that the problem? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the haircut's weird. I don't know. Do you like the haircut? Larry? I like it. I love it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Normally yeah. I do like short hair like that, like a, a bob from like a flapper era, but um I don't know. I don't know you if know she's like sixty five or something. Oh well she's yeah. still getting it done for sixty five. Yeah. Yeah, she's no Peggy Lipton, but she's getting it done. Yeah, oh, she's no Peggy <laughs> Lipton. Well, she's still alive though. Yeah. Uh, so they have their conversation, <laughs> and Diane's very bitter, Jank. She seems very upset. Yep. About something she's that cranky. happened. She's got a bad attitude. I, I yep. like she's uh, <laughs> she's greeting him. She's smoking. She's just in her robe there, you know, because she's got done banging this young guy. And they said, "Do you have any coffee?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, I don't have any coffee." And she smokes. She goes, I don't have any cigarettes either. She, and she takes a puff of the cigarette. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. She's sassy. Yeah. Sure um, is. She's angry. So we, we get the impression that her time with the FBI did not end well. Something untoward happened. 
and it's mm-hmm. like this. We're, we're not sure what that Seems is. Seems that Cooper was involved. Yeah. She definitely does not want to go see him again. Yeah. But they uh, they do convince her. How do they convince her? How do they get her to go? I can't even remember. Uh, hmm. I don't remember. I, I, <laughs> I think Cole, I think Cole just says it's something you know about, and uh, you can help her. And I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Just because they they say something might be wrong with them, and so Diane reluctantly joins them. But I don't know. So on the uh, flight to South Dakota, Tammy, uh, that, that that hot young agent lady who's a singer and a turtle whacker, <laughs> she uh, even when she walks in the aisle of the plane, she really knows how to walk. I got to tell you, yeah, she really. <laughs> but uh, she shows Gordon and Albert her analysis of the imprisoned Cooper's fingerprints. Though they are a match, someone in the prison had reversed the prints uh, to make it look similar. Not only does Cooper in the prison say the backwards word. Rev, <laughs> Y-R-E-V, <laughs> but his prints are also backwards. Gordon praises Tammy's hard work, but how does he, uh, what does he do with Tammy, Larry? Did you see this part? <laughs> uh, like yeah, he's off he, a survivor. Yeah, he, I, <laughs> he does something with her fingers. I, I, can't, I can't remember the, I can't remember what the fuck he says, though. It was some corny phrase, but he touches he, he his fingers. Uh, when it's she's done with very, her uh, work, he says, good job, Tammy. Put your hands out. So she puts her hands in. He goes, no, no, turn them over. So she puts them palms down, and he touches each one of her fingers, Jank. And mm-hmm. what does he say? He says something like, good to see you, I think he says, uh, old friend. It's very like good that. to see you, old friend, or something like that. One word on each <laughs> finger, which I believe, yeah. I guess, is tying back to when they met with the evil Cooper last time. And that was kind of the greeting that he gave that they said was off, but – this really didn't clear that up for me any. <laughs> and then he touches her uh, left ring finger, and he, like, touches underneath and goes, that's the spiritual mound. This is the spiritual <laughs> finger or something. He goes, think about that, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> just the way he delivered it was, it was so awesome. Cause it just, I actually yeah. laughed out loud because it, like, it just came out of nowhere, and they didn't explain it. It was just so nope. bizarre, but it was awesome. <laughs> Loved it. That's very David Lynch right there. Think about that, Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a good line in the apartment too with Laura Dern. Uh, when she was, oh yeah, when she was smoking, she goes, "I don't have any cigarettes either." Doesn't he say something like, "Ah, the lure of tobacco"? I gave it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah, he does say something like that. Something similar to that, yeah. Uh, so. I really liked Cole and Albert in this episode. Oh, there was another good yeah. scene when Albert goes in to tell uh, David Lynch, uh, Gordon Cole, how uh, Diane wasn't cooperative. And uh, Cole says, you'll go with me, Albert. We'll have to go. And, and he says, say please. And, he, and Cole says, what? And he says, you heard me. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Cole's trying to feign that he can't hear him, but, oh, he heard him. And then he says, please. And he's like, yeah, all right. That was a good scene. <laughs> um, so they yep, take Diane. All of them are pretty great. Yeah, so they take Diane to uh, see uh, Cooper. He's in prison in South Dakota. And they're walking into prison, and that uh, that Tammy girl, she says, hey, we really appreciate you doing this. And Lord Ernst stops and says, hey, what's your <laughs> name again? She says, Tammy. She says, fuck you, Tammy. <laughs> 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 I, I got to say, uh, I like Lord Ernst. 
She was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I like her in this. Yeah. This is the first time I yeah. really liked her in something. And uh, so she goes in to see Cooper. It's just her. And she puts up the big screen, and there's Cooper sitting behind the glass uh, screen, uh, screen or whatever. And they're talking, and she can tell right away that something's off with him. And she's looking at him. Yeah. And, she, and she's trying to – they're talking, but he's not really answering her questions. And she's trying to get him to explain when they last – when he last saw her. And he still really won't say anything. And she's like, look yeah, at me. Look says. at me. But he doesn't say – he doesn't get specific. Like she's saying, when did yeah, he, he doesn't last really, see Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't totally answer her, <laughs> really at all. Um, yeah. She kind of brings up more, I think, than he does. And then she says, "Look at me," and she looks into his eyes. And then she gets freaked yeah. out, and she shuts the the uh, screen down. She's only in there for like a minute, and then she storms out. And they go outside, and she tells uh, Cole, "You know, this that is not Agent Cooper. That is not the Dale Cooper I know." And so they they know it's an imposter. Yep. And it does kind of come off they, that at uh, one point, the, the last time they oh. did see each other was that the evil Cooper went to her apartment one night. Yeah, and he banged um, her, I'm guessing, right? Is that what happened? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but you can pretty much make the yeah. <laughs> conclusions That's there. the implication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, – Probably not by choice. Ooh. All right. Um, so – but they were leaving the prison. He, uh, Cole – tells that prison guard, don't let that man leave. Uh, don't release that man until you hear from us. So that's another big thing. But as soon as they leave the prison, Bad Cooper, he knows, uh-oh, he's fucked. That Diane knows it's not him. You know, He's not the real Cooper. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they bring him back to his uh, his uh, jail cell, he tells the guards, hey, tell the warden I need to talk to him. And uh, something that's a mention of strawberry or something? Did they say? Strawberry. Yeah, yeah. he talked to him about a strawberry. <laughs> Now, should, should we know what that means, Jank, at this point? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I don't know that we ever will, really. But, uh, hey, okay. we did get some information about those dog's legs. Yes. <laughs> Although, <laughs> so, <laughs> that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, why that was his his courier pigeon, I guess, is these dog legs. Uh, oh, but before that, we get Andy. He's waiting for that guy, that farmer, to meet him on that. Uh, and, of course, the guy doesn't show up. And then we see uh, a shot at that farmer's house, and it looks like the door is open, and he's probably dead or something. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Or he just left. All right, so the, the doppelganger goes in to meet with Warden Murphy, who threatens him with a gun. And the doppelganger informs him about the dog legs. Because remember when they found his car, there's that one dog leg in the back of Cooper, <laughs> doppelganger Cooper's car. And he says, you know, that dog had four legs. And the other three were sent out to people who could uh, pose a threat to you, Warden, if something ever happens to me. You know, he could, they could take you out. So who do you think he sent the legs to, Jank? Um, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I kind of feel like it's it's never important to the story. The only thing is that he managed to get some dirt on this Warden guy so that he can get out of prison. And that's yeah. really the important part uh, to the story. <laughs> Maybe uh, that's why the he was looking for all the for the prison. But... I was happy about that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so yeah, he he basically blackmails the warden, and because uh, he mentions <laughs> he the says name he wants Joe a McCluskey. friend waiting for him in the uh, in the glove box. Yeah, he says I want to get out of this prison. <laughs> 
at 1.30, you're going to have a car for me, and you're going to have a friend in the glove box. And I also want my buddy Ray to get out of prison. That's that guy from member in the early episodes. Yeah, Ray Monroe. Yeah. And Doppelganger Cooper, remember he killed Ray's girl because they were working to try and kill Cooper, and he found out. And So him and Ray aren't exactly chums. But Ray has some nope. information that the doppelganger needs. So they get out of prison, they get released, and they go up on their way driving around. And then uh, uh, what happens, Larry? Do you remember anything? Uh, I zoned out right now. <laughs> I zoned out for a second. I don't think we've, we haven't talked about uh, the, the um, Dougie Jones plot of this episode. <laughs> yeah, we uh, – See, in that episode? Good. Yes. Yeah, remember, this is where uh, the police show up to ask him about his uh, car that they found, you know, blown uh, up. yeah. And Dave Kegner is one of the police guys. Uh, yeah, just, like the wife shows up and she's giving shit to the police, just like she I gives also shit love to David everybody. Kechner. David Kechner's great. <laughs> yeah, that happens yeah. right after he uh, blackmails the warden, but before they leave the prison is the stuff with hmm. uh, Cooper or Dougie Jones. Yes. So the cops come and ask him about his car. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Here's a question: This version of these two, who would you rather live with, Naomi Watts or Laura Dern? <laughs> They're both tough to live with, I would I would think. Yeah. I could have fun to watch, but I don't know if I could deal with that on a daily basis. Yeah, just because she's not a smoker, I'll get Naomi Watts. <laughs> yeah, but you see, she's a constant nag, though. Like, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna bite your sandwich like that? Is you know, wipe your fucking mouth. Like, at least the other one, like, she'll just ignore you all day. But that's probably because Dougie Jones is such a douchebag, like a goofball. You know, where I'm very yeah. charming. You know, and, and like, as long as you're not brain dead like Dougie Jones, you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will win you over can, Naomi Watts. I think Mike Dell knows how to use the bathroom. I'm pretty. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you think you're charming? That's I your am, first go-to adjective. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's see it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm very engaging. All right. So, uh, yeah. So the cops are having trouble with that, and of course, Dougie's still standing there like he's mentally handicapped, and no one seems to notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's all that's happening in the show. Uh, but they, they they blame the exploding his exploding car that it was stolen by the gangs or whatever, and everything's fine. And as, as they're leaving his place of employment, what happens, Jank? Uh the Ike the Spike, the uh, the little midget guy with the the ice pick from the last episode, who was hired to kill Dougie Jones. He shows up, but since he bent his ice pick last time, now yeah. he's just got a gun. So I guess he's coming I, at. Uh, <laughs> I just think he's if my name's Dougie Jones I, with a gun, if my name's Mike the Spiker or whatever the hell his name is, I would have, I would own more than one ice pick. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a good point. Just in case, just in case, <laughs> or just stop at a store and buy yeah. one on the way there. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> they're a lot cheaper than guns. You can get an ice pick yeah. pretty cheap. <laughs> so. You don't need a waiting period. You just go to any store. <laughs> and again, this is what your name is. It's your branding. You need to, you know, <laughs> keep that image going. Showing up with a gun, no, doesn't work. But anyway, <laughs> like you said, he shows up with a gun to kill Cooper. 
and, and Dougie Jones just flashes into he sees the gun and his wife and uh, Naomi Watts is in danger. He just springs right into old Cooper mode and takes him out. Yeah, this is pretty great. And, and notice, Larry, he's no longer throwing those terrible punches. Now he's doing karate chops to the throat. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like precise, precision hits and stuff. Yeah, he went now, full Steven Seagal. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> now, as he has the uh, gun pinned to the ground, like he had uh, uh, Mike the Spiker or whatever still holding the gun, and he has his hand pinned to the ground, and as he's trying to get the gun out of his hand, the the arm, who, of course, is now an electric tree with a bulb <laughs> yeah. on his head, Comes out of the ground, and what is he saying to Cooper there? I couldn't, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. I thought he was saying crush his the hand. hand. <laughs> I thought he was, he was saying, saying crush his hand. hand. All right. Oh, oh no, apparently he, wanted, he like, was insisting that he he squeeze Ike's hand off. That's what he said. Oh, there you go. Oh, according squeeze. to his website. Oh, squeeze, squeeze his, his hand, hand off. off. Squeeze his hand yep. off. Right. Oh, and I Cooper ends up free. squeezing Ike's hand so much a piece of skin becomes stuck to the gun. <laughs> oh, is that what was stuck to the gun? I didn't yeah. know what yeah. it was on the handle. Be- because I saw him, uh, <laughs> they, they pulled up the like forensic team, then pulls off the thing off the handle. I'm like, was that supposed to be skin? Because that doesn't really work that way. If you squeeze someone's hand on a gun, it's not like a chunk of skin sticks there. It really doesn't work yeah. that way. Maybe he's got like that Nadine super strength. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you know what's something I did talk about this before? I, we probably did talk about this. But apparently Nadine always had her super strength. I thought she only got it after the accident or huh. the, when she was in a coma or whatever, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they, they said in the show, was the, all, the, go, all the adrenaline from that incident. But if you go back to the uh, like the first episode, she's talking to um, Big Ed and she's doing her exercises in the room, and she's mad about her drape runners, and Ed forgot mm-hmm. to do something, and she crushes the exercise machine while she's working out. Huh. And that was before and that was before the incident or whatever. How did she get, did she get hit in the head, or what happened to her? Uh, she tried to kill herself with pills. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. But, yeah, so apparently she always had the super strength. I always thought it was just a side effect of the coma, but hmm. well, strange. Weird. Yeah, I didn't even notice. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Maybe it was a uh, side effect of the bullet in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so now we go to the Great Northern Hotel. Ben Horn and Beverly Page, played by uh, Ashley Judd, who's looking good, I think. Oh, my Ashley God. She looks real amazing. Holy I'll fuck. say this. I mean, Ashley Judd was always a good-looking lady, but I think she looks better here than even her younger days. I don't know. Maybe she's yeah. down. But I, I think oh, no, I really agree. Good. I agree. You, I'm with you just wait, You guys are talking insanity. You will, you will see these older ladies, and you'll be like, oh, my God, that's a woman right there. Yeah, yeah that is a woman. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, it'll happen. It's going to happen. It'll happen. <laughs> you'll, you'll see these girls in their 20s. You're like, they look like little kids. I I just don't even like them. All right. Um, so yeah, they're they're in uh, Ben Horn's office and uh, they're hearing a humming sound, and they're trying to figure out where this humming sound is coming from. And apparently, it's been happening for a couple of days. And uh, they're walking around the room trying to figure it out. And then she says, "Oh, you might be interested in this." And those uh, keys that uh, what, what's her name? The hooker. Page. No, the hooker. Ah, uh, the hooker. 
Dougie Jones is Hooker. Which Hooker? Jade. Yeah. Oh, Jade. 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 Yeah. Remember, she dropped those keys in the mailbox while they arrived at the Great Northern, and Ben Horn mm-hmm. looks at him and goes, oh, room 315. I think that was the room Cooper, Agent Cooper was in when he was shot. And and she starts asking Good questions memory. about Laura Palmer, and, and he's like, ah, that's a long story. And you can tell, like, she's smitten with him. He could have made his move right there. She was hanging around. Mm-hmm. Like, Ben Horn's a gentleman. After hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's she a leaves. man now. And then we see her go home, and she's married to a fellow who apparently is dying of cancer or something, and and they have an argument um, about stuff. Now, Jank, does this ever get paid off? <laughs> sure don't think so. Fucking A, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pisses me off. It's crazy when you're just like, we're eight episodes in, and we haven't even seen Audrey yet, but we got time to yes. go home with this lady and her husband. <laughs> yes. It makes no sense. But yeah. Anyway. Well, maybe right. they're just establishing the fact that she's not happy at home because he's dying and but, he's kind of an asshole, anyways. So yeah, that's fine. If but she we hooks don't up, need that established because she doesn't why? have any plot, any role in the plot or the resolution. It, like well, we don't need it. Well, I'm guessing it's. I'm guessing yeah. at some point she's gonna fuck Ben Horn. Well, so what? Even if that's the only way I can think of any of this stuff, like this random, seemingly random stuff ties in, is that maybe they're trying to say that you know they've always talked about this darkness in the woods. Maybe they're just trying to show how shitty everything is, so that you can kind of be like, oh, I guess the darkness is winning. That's the only I, I guess, possible explanation I can see. I guess here's my problem. Um, like the original series of Twin Peaks, you could tolerate these more soap opera elements and the off side stories in season one and stuff, because you're like, oh, well, this is, they're, they're building this universe, they're building this world, and they're planning all mm-hmm. these subplots to carry future seasons and future episodes. But we kind of know this is just a one-shot deal, right, this season here? Like, Probably. Although, Jake, you said they might be doing another one? Is that even possible? Yeah, they might be. I'm hoping. So I, I, I guess God I'm looking at it as like, here you go, 25 years later, this is your one shot to tell this story. Yeah. And you're wasting our fucking time with this nonsense that doesn't matter. <laughs> that's is 30 seconds. But, but it's 30 seconds. We but don't need to be invested in her those, character yeah. if she's a completely meaningless character. Put that 30 seconds on but, Audrey Horn, who we haven't met, or, or uh, Cooper. You know, Put it on people who we care about. We don't care. I mean, I like looking at Ashley but we don't care about her. He's got, who cares? He's got 18 hours to fill. 30 seconds ain't going to make <laughs> that's it the problem. a deal. <laughs> Write a better story. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, like, the more right. soap opera things in the first two seasons, at least they would kind of continue on. Like, okay, this storyline would continue into the next episode. And you keep yeah, revisiting I mean. it. Like, Whereas this is a lot of one-shots, or, like, they don't touch back on it for five more episodes, and you've forgotten yeah. everything by then for who this character even was. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Uh, so they go to the roadhouse. Uh, the customers have left. The man sweeps the floor, and wow, does he! Man, is he a good uh, floor yeah. sweeper? Because we watch him sweep he that sweeps? floor for like a solid minute. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's sure way longer than a minute, dude. It's it's at least three <laughs> or four minutes before that phone rings. Yeah, sounds about so right. This is another. It's pretty much the entire song. <laughs> this is another example. You know, they just don't have enough content to fill out eighteen episodes. Oh, let's just have a guy sweep a floor for a couple of minutes. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yeah. You didn't have you didn't have time to fit in the Josie thing this season, but yeah. we got time to watch this guy sweep the floor. 
So, uh, and then we see Jean-Michel Renault tends to the bar at Booker T and the MG's Green Onions plays. Renault receives a call. I thought this guy was dead. <laughs> Wasn't this guy uh, dead? This is a different Renault who just happens to be played by the same guy. Okay, the same actor. Like, so is this one <laughs> brother or something? Or? Uh, I think, I mean, the, uh, the one Michael Parks played said he didn't have any more brothers. So, I don't know. Maybe this is a cousin or something. Yeah, like Patty Duke, identical cousins. They're yeah. cousins, <laughs> identical cousins. Hey, Larry, how about a tribute to the Patty Duke show one night on the show? I could do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. Top 11 Patty <laughs> Duke show episodes. Um, oh. So uh, Renault receives a call about two prostitutes he sent to a customer, only to learn that the prostitutes were 15 years old, and he denies any sp- responsibility or wrongdoing. In, in his words, oh, these straight-A students – uh, but they're straight A whores, <laughs> something like that. There so, you go. Yep, he's class act, just like his cousins and/or brothers or uncles, whatever they are. And now that I'm thinking about it, is there a reason why we see this scene? <laughs> because... <laughs> uh can't really think of one. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, then the doppelganger makes his exit from prison with Ray Run- Ray Monroe and. Uh, Late at night in the Double R Diner, Heidi and Shelley serve customers with Norma goes through some paperwork, and a man runs in and asks if anyone has seen Billy before running out. Huh, I didn't even notice that. I turned it off probably before. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember that, but <laughs> I'm sure that ties into some of the things that are happening. Like maybe Billy was that guy who uh, was supposed to meet Andy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but I'll be honest, I love that scene because I got to see Peggy Lipton again. So that's all I care about. <laughs> Still sitting Peggy in the Lipton. same booth, doing her paperwork. Doing her paperwork. <laughs> She's very busy with her paperwork. Larry, Peggy Lipton <laughs> or Ashley Judd? <laughs> or Laura, Laura Dern? <laughs> Three. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not Laura Dern. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm pro- probably Peggy yeah. Lipton. <laughs> yeah, Peggy Lipton something. She's got to be like 66 <laughs> here. She's still looking good. All right. So there it is. That's the end of that episode. Um, yep. Didn't any, end with the song. On that one, one. So that's good. Any comments on that one? It was pretty good. Pretty, pretty oh. good. <laughs> oh, here, here's a note. I'm looking at the website. They put notes there at the bottom, and it says that the floor sweeping scene was unscripted. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 Why did they huh. even have the camera on in that scene is yeah. a more important question. What were they yeah, playing? They just for forgot it? they left it on. I'm like, oh, well, we can use this, I guess. Yeah. That guy really was just pimping out fifteen year old girls. <laughs> on his lunch break. Yeah, there are parts of this huh. episode I like. The stuff with Gordon and Albert and Diane and that stuff was good. Um even some of the Cooper stuff. But, yeah, I'll be yeah, honest. When this filler. episode ended, I really I enjoyed it. Even though I, I was shitting on a lot of it, I enjoyed it um, <laughs> because I got to see Peggy Lipton. Um, I thought mm-hmm. the Cooper, even the Dougie Jones stuff, I thought was de- decent in this episode because it, it wasn't too much. You just had like the yeah. two scenes with them. Um, got to see uh, uh, what's her face? What's her name? <laughs> Judd Ashley Judd. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't mind this episode, Larry. Uh, did Did you enjoy it? I loved it. 
the grunge era and all that. And I was like, you know, I think back and I think about, you know, I don't think I really appreciated it while I was in that moment because I was always yeah. like mopey and and complaining. <laughs> and then and then Trent Reznor sang, and I was like, you know what, I'm good. Like, fuck it, I don't need to go back at all to that shit. <laughs> That guy's terrible. <laughs> hey, uh, there's, there's a couple other details them. here when I'm reading this summary on the website. It says uh, Ray then shoots the doppelganger with uh, his gun. Uh, he then sees six dark men gathered around Cooper's body, tearing at it mm-hmm. and revealing to Ray a black ball with the face of Bob. Yes. I couldn't tell if they were pushing that into him or taking it out of him. But yeah, I, I do remember really seeing Bob's face. I was breaking the gems, so I probably missed it. And then uh, when uh, Ray leaves, he calls Philip Jeffries on the phone, and he says, "I think yep. he's dead, but if not, he knows where I'm come, where I'm at, or I'm going. So if he shows up there, I'll take care of him." That. Yeah. So Ray Monroe appears to be working for either the real Philip Jeffries or the imposter Philip Jeffries that Doppelganger Coop was talking to the other other episode ago. Um, yeah. Which one? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> now, the, the way this all went down, Jake, I assume that Ray was working with the warden. The, the warden had to orchestrate all this, right? About the gun and giving Ray a with gun. With the gun, yeah, probably. Yeah. So I'm guessing that he's the warden told him, "All right, we're letting you out of prison, but you've got to kill him because the warden wants him dead because he doesn't want to be blackmailed by him." So I'm guessing, mm-hmm. but they didn't exactly, you know make that clear because otherwise you're like no. well, how did the guns come into play here like, uh, yeah that's for sure anyway there's definitely more than more than meets the eye on that one all right so now this is where it gets weird um <laughs> yeah so like the nine inch nail is the music scene it's basically like an end of an episode a normal episode but that's only about like halfway through so then we got another like, yeah oh, it's setting the stage long. for what's to come <laughs> so maybe we'll let larry Describe what happens next. Take it away, Larry. <laughs> uh, well, it, there's. I don't know if I could explain it, but basically, what <laughs> happens is they go back to 1945 at some atomic test site, and the episode at this point turns into straight Twilight Zone type <laughs> of shit. The bomb goes off. And then it's just like you know you know what this reminded me of, Jank? This was the <laughs> video they were watching in the ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like totally that's what that. it reminds me of. Like yeah, like I feel like it, somebody's gonna call me tonight and say you have seven days <laughs> to live because it seemed like it was just it's a weird, trippy they go down inside the mushroom cloud a little bit and then the giants there with this. There's a woman and the giant in this. I don't know what I don't know what this well, yeah, place that's, is. is that's, this, that's a little bit later it, on. But first, uh, first there's just like a lot of weird screensaver type graphics going on. It, it is shooting it at the was, screen and that kind of stuff. Uh, awesome. But the, there's this female like smoke creature who appears at one point and starts letting out this like smoky substance out of her mouth in this big stream, and it has all these little like seedlings in it um, and they show on one of those seedlings you see Bob's face so presumably that's the entity that birthed 
Bob and all the other Black Lodge spirits into the world and set them upon us. And I'm guessing the nuclear bomb opened this world to that creature somehow. Like it, you know, created some kind of a rift that that creature could get in through. Hmm. So that's did, where it all it, stems back to. But didn't that creature, didn't it, well, what came out of the giant's head? Because we see the giant, the giant guy in like yeah. the White Lodge or wherever the hell that is. And he's floating up there, and then stuff starts coming out of his head. Didn't that creature come out of his head, or? Uh, he he has a bunch of little gold particles coming out of his head that kind of okay. coalesce into a golden ball. <laughs> uh, Which is and more then, more oh, golden ball. Yep. The, the the like the fat woman who's in the White Lodge, she gets that ball, sees Laura Palmer's face in it, gives it a kiss, and then shoves it in this like uh, tube. That's going to take it to Earth. <laughs> okay. Now, are we supposed to uh, – that's the birth of Laura Palmer's soul? So, like – Yeah, I think so. Because there was this alarm going off when they first started the White Lodge scene. So, presumably, they found out, you know, that this entity is putting all these bad entities into the, into the world. So, we got to do something. We're going to create this, you know, golden soul – that's uh, you know pure innocence and that kind of thing, and I'm not sure if it's meant to, if Laura Palmer is meant to be a weapon against them or just bait for them, I guess because they'd want to you know <laughs> this is something they'd want to get a hold of. Um, hmm. So I'm not exactly sure, <laughs> but I'm thinking that's the the thought behind that. Okay, and, and as as confusing as all that is, it gets worse. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> then Larry, don't they they flash ahead to like 1954 or something, right? And yeah, 56, I think. 56. And then what's going on here, Larry? Do you remember the second part of it? Then? Yeah, like that egg lands and that <laughs> yes. moss bug thing crawls out <laughs> of it and starts climbing across the desert. And then like this kid and this girl are kind of on a date. They're just walking home. I don't know if they're on a date. And he wants to kiss her, and the moss thing flies into her window while she's listening to the radio later on, and she falls asleep, and it climbs in her mouth. <laughs> well, yeah, the woodman uh, very here. Twilight Zone. Well, there's more going on before the radio and her falling asleep. Jank, talk about the woodsmen and whatnot. Yeah, a couple of the woodsmen start appearing in town, and uh, one of them, like, they stop this car. This older couple are driving, and he asks for a, got a light. <laughs> and it kind of becomes his main line for a little while. Where he just keeps asking people if they got a light and just murdering people as he goes on his way to the radio station, um, where he murders the people at the radio station and then proceeds to start giving this, like, reading this poem out over the radio station about, like, the well, your drink of the water. Right, and here it is, Jake. <laughs> I've got it. The yeah. horse is the white of the eyes and dark within. This is the water and this is the well. This is the Drink well. full yeah. and descend. And and he just says that <laughs> over and over and over. Um, how many yeah. times do you think we and hear? Anyone who that? hears it falls asleep. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, probably like seven or eight all the way through. Oh, I think more than that even. Um, but, oh, it was yeah. at least 25, 30 times <laughs> Yeah, he just keeps saying that Over and over And broadcasting all over the radio And everyone who hears it Just like collapses yep. And 
And when that girl collapses in her bedroom, that bug crawls in her mouth, and she swallows it. And it's a big bug. It's not a little bug. It's like a giant bug. Yeah, it's like <laughs> part frog, part bug. <laughs> it's about yeah, the like size of a frog. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so what is that supposed to mean, Jank? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, um, who do you think that girl is? Do you think we know who that is, or is she just unconnected oh. to the story? Oh, okay. Well, who could that girl be, Larry? What girl? The girl that takes the <laughs> bug in the mouth. Oh. The 1950s. Oh. Huh. Oh. Wait. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it uh, Piper Lori? <laughs> no, it can't be Piper Lori. It's not. It's uh, not. I mean, Donna's it's not the mom, worst guess in the world. Um. To be honest, it's one of those things where I don't even know that they fully addressed it on the show. Um, I think it was only the final dossier of the book that really kind of <laughs> lets you lets you know for sure. I mean, people had a lot of theories. They pretty much all seem to be leaning in one direction after this episode, um, and that was pretty much confirmed in the book. But well, it has to we'll be someone who can... was like, you know, forty or something when the first season was going on, correct? Yeah, it can't be like you know Audrey or Don so or something like that. <laughs> it had to be someone's mom on the show, or mm-hmm. it's not the log lady, is it? <laughs> um, no, she was always a Twin Peaks resident. Okay. Oh yeah, because I'm yeah thinking like uh, I forget why it really took place. Um, Larry, huh. anything? I don't know. Yeah, I've been. I don't know. That's why I thought maybe Piper Lori. I'm like, well, she'd be old enough to be that lady. Um, yeah, it's not a terrible ben, guess. At ben all. Horn's Ben Horn's wife. I can't remember her name. <laughs> yeah, who's in like two episodes? Yeah. <laughs> is that who it is? Uh, is it Norma? No, it's not her. It can't be Norma. My beloved Norma. Can't be her. <laughs> sweet, sweet Norma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. It's got to be someone's mom, though, right? Yeah, you're definitely on the right track, I would say. <laughs> well, <laughs> Cooper's mom? <laughs> Stacy's mom? I mean, I could see that. She's got it going on. I, I have no idea. Just tell us who it is, Jenk. I don't fucking care. <laughs> All right. That's a young Sarah Palmer. Oh. Yeah, that makes oh. sense. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck did we think about that lady? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking Laura Palmer existed. I was too focused on Audrey. <laughs> Which kind of starts to explain, like, why in the first episode of this season she was just sitting there watching, like, weird shit on TV about animals murdering each other and shit like that. There's clearly something going on with her that's been inside of her for a long time. Yeah, she still has that big cricket in her. So <laughs> so are we – I'm so confused by all this. I know. <laughs> so believe me, we, I am too. Is the implication that – well, no. I was going to say like – I don't know exactly what is inception, but no, that would have been much later. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the weird thing is if this bug 
I'm not sure if it's just a random Black Lodge spirit, you know, like one of the other spirits besides Bob, or if it's actually she is the host of that big entity, the one that births them all. Um, but either way, it seems weird that she would be the one to give birth to this, you know, golden soul that <laughs> the White Lodge, you know, put into the world. Yeah. It seems like the this worst place to put soul, it. golden soul who like to bang everybody in the, na- in the town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think this kind of ties in. Do you remember in the first episode where uh, where they were in the Black Lodge and Laura took off her face and there's just that white light behind it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think this has something to do with that, where basically she has this, you know, power inside of her (laughs) that was bestowed on her by the White Lodge. Now, so are we supposed to? I'm confused because the White Lodge clearly existed before the explosion yeah i think both of the lodges existed before i'm guessing they just didn't have access to our reality okay that was my next question did that explosion create the black lodger but the black lodge was around before then too right had to be yeah like i'm pretty sure like hawk you know was the one always talking about how his people knew about the black lodge and the white lodge and stuff like that i'm pretty sure that goes back to you know like the Way before yeah, I hope so. I was going to say, that would be really bad yeah. if they just said, oh, the explosions will create the black lot. I, I, so, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Shit's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it gets very weird around this point. I, I like the way um, now, that, <laughs> now that smoky creature the, uh, the that was given birth to all these other is entities. Is that Judy? Uh, ah, there you go. <laughs> that was at least everyone's assumption when this episode came out that this was the long-awaited Judy. And was Judy the lady that cho- that murdered those kids in episode one? Sure, seems creature? like it. Yep. Yeah. Huh. But All what right. exactly Judy is up to these days, and what that whole box thing had to do with anything, I'm still not quite sure. Um, obviously, that <laughs> okay. box was was there for. Uh, you know, they said it was a, a rich guy had hired him to do that. I'm assuming that was Coop's doppelganger. Um, but why did he want to capture Judy? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's his, basically his mother. So I don't know if he was trying to kill her or if Bob wanted to get back with the mother and the doppelganger wanted to prevent that. So he's trying to box up Judy or somehow find a way to get rid of her. So that he can keep Bob on his side? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't the doppelganger just Bob, really? That's the thing. I think they are two separate entities. If you remember in the Black Lodge, there was Bob, and then there was, you know, Coop's doppelganger. They were having a good laugh together. (laughs) I think they are two separate Hmm. people. Sharing one but, body, essentially. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, because they are sharing the same body, because you see Bob in the mirror, so... Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Fucked up. <laughs> Larry, <laughs> any comments? Uh, I love this episode. <laughs> and I don't know. I just It was like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's trippy. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I it was definitely unique. Like that that final what is it the final half of the show? The did it last 30 minutes or Yeah, it's probably that. more than the last half. It's it's a, it's a good chunk of it. <laughs> yeah. 
Huh. There was just so. one scene before it, and then uh, and the the song. Yeah, so I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point, maybe. Who knows? But um, so we're eight episodes through, so we're, we got ten left. Yeah. Uh yep. Huh. Five more weeks. <laughs> I'm I'm at least a little more intrigued after these two. I I enjoyed these two episodes. Yeah. Really. Because I, yeah, I, I actually, thought for sure when I was watching the second one, I was like, oh, I know Dell's bitching right now. No, no. I mean, that was very <laughs> unique and creative and everything. So that was nice. But, uh, again, I prefer season one. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> if you're going to do this yeah. stuff, go all out. And they went all out. So They sure did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, it's one of the craziest hours of television I've ever remember seeing. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> do we get any other yeah, I was similar? Thinking... I'm hoping this is like the only time they do this this season, right? Because otherwise it will cheapen it. you got to keep it unique, right? So. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty much the only flashback like that throughout this yeah, whole entire season. Okay. Well, that's good. I would say the last episode and a half, though, are also very strange, <laughs> but in a different way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, there it is, Twin Peaks. Two more next week. Yeehaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we done? Cause I, I can't remember if we finally get Audrey talk. yet, <laughs> but hopefully soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Larry seems very sleepy, and I have a bit, really bad headache, so we need to get out of here. Yeah. But uh, thanks to Tuffy, thanks to Jank. Hey, hey, Jank, um, we did the Flea Market Fantasy. We recorded it, and then Mike L. said next week we've got to do a Batman issue. So, oh, <laughs> I think 295, Batman 295 from like 1977. Um, okay. But the week after that, that is right. my pick. So if you want to come on the week after and talk about, let me know. I don't know, like what you oh, would want to sure. pick. Give it some thought. I'll check in with you. Uh, mm, interesting. When he says he's going to check in with you, that means next Friday he'll ask you about it. <laughs> It, it just has to. Well, I need to know, I guess, before next Thursday, because that's when we record the Batman episode, and I have to say what the next issue is at the end of that. But uh, if, think if there's an issue from the '70s or '80s you would like to talk about, and, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll check in with you like Monday or something, see what I don't know, if you feel like it. Okay. But, yeah, sure. Hey, you okay. guys, you should do the GI Joe. I don't know what number it is, but the one that doesn't really have any words in it. It's just like Snake yeah. Eyes and Storm Shadow. <laughs> yep. yeah. They did a whole month of that in like the late 90s. Uh, Marvel did it. And it was the worst month of my life. <laughs> oh, like every it. title did that. Yep. It was enough said month where just every title, no dialogue, <laughs> no thought boxes, nothing. Just like, ugh. Every issue took like a minute and a half to read, if that. <laughs> It was just like, done. I don't understand what happened, but I'm done. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Tuffy. Thanks to Jank. Thanks to you, Larry. And thanks to Mike Dell. And you can go to uh, 19books.com or Book Kimp. Mm-hmm. Book Kimp. And then uh, at 
LCS Hockey One Nine. If you want to follow Mike Dell on Twitter. Um. Other than that, next week, same old shit, I would imagine. Or maybe we should take a week off next week, Mike Dell. What about that? Uh, now we've got two or more episodes of Twin Peaks and the Banana Splits the movie, Larry. Banana Splits the movie. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, so there's all that next week. Until then, pass the gin, Governor. What the fuck ain't it playing? Oh, my internet's out. All right, hey, the internet's out, so... (laughs) I'm just going to hang up now. Bye.